this Survivor? Bro, are you listening to Survivor? Guys, I think this is Survivor. Dude, you must really like Survivor. Hello, everybody! Welcome to Survivor Buffs, Blind Sides and Bants, a podcast. It's the podcast made by superfans, with superfans, for superfans. I'm your host, Buckles, and with me, i got Mac. Mac, are you single, mate? <laughs> Am I single? That's a very good question. And I guess the person, the other person on that podcast, our special guest today, might be a bit, uh, bit sad. No, I'm not single, sorry to say. Um, now... <laughs> Taylor Swift Mania has taken over the country, and yeah, for good reason. She's a massive pop star. But today we have someone who might rival her in terms of uh, global success on the music stage. And I just want to play a little bit of her, her latest song. Here we go. That's right. Today, our special guest is Rebel Kel, Kelly Harris from Australian Survivor Titans vs. Rebels. Kelly, how are you? Oh, my gosh. I'm here. I cannot believe it. And I am so much better than Taylor Swift. I think oh, so, too. Amen. Amen. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Buy tickets to see me sing that song. When are you touring, Kel? When can we get these tickets? Are they available now? Talk to me. Well, um, I actually am trying to raise funds because I need to feed my children. So um, <laughs> I'm not sure how much food they're going to get after this. They've turned to music. It's, it's a good source of uh, income, I suppose. I mean, good luck with it all. <laughs> it's a good, it's a good rating system. <laughs> Seriously, after that song, I do need all the luck I can get, don't I, boys? <laughs> Let's just say don't quit your day job. <laughs> oh, I reckon it's a good rating system. If they get seafood one night, you know that it's going well. Oh, and if yes, they get two-minute noodles, it's great. <laughs> I think they'll be stuck on two-minute noodles for quite a few years somehow, boy. <laughs> well, anyway, anyway, I know that obviously you've got merch out. You've got this shirt, these shirts yeah. out, like are you single, whoop, whoop, etc. So yeah. everyone get definitely hook, get hooked up with those. But I think the biggest question on everyone's mind, Kel, is... Do you, are you still in possession of Raymond's shirt? <laughs> of course, because it's no longer Raymond's shirt. Remember, possession is nine-tenths of the law. He's got one-tenth, and then that's it. I've got nine-tenths. Oh, I definitely have Raymond's shirt, you know, because Raymond's shirt kept me warm on the island, so it keeps me warm here. It's metaphorical. That's, that's, that's awesome. That's awesome. And I think we are all thinking, like, are you still sleeping in it? No, no, no! I'm sleeping in Nate's. In Nate's, we'll talk about Ooh, that a bit later, baby. Nate's, but I'm sleeping, Nate's jacket. I'm sleeping in Nate's hoodie. Like that's oh. what I sleep in every night. I'm oh, the one wow. who's. Was he single? Yeah, was he? Like... It was, he's, he's definitely uh, taking you up on the offer, has he? Well, <laughs> Nathan, we have this. Uh, <clears throat> what can we say? Uh, this kind of restraining order in place. Um, <laughs> all the phone calls I made to him, the sniffing of the jacket every night with little videos of me sniffing his jacket, sending it to him. He, he wasn't impressed, poor Nate. Oh, <laughs> <poor> <laughs> Nate. 
Just joking. Nate's awesome. We're awesome. Um, yeah, it's great. It's just a whole lot of fun. Nate's, Nate's got a good sense of humour, even though he's like you blokes. He's a bit, you know, sleepy and dopey. Sleepy and dopey. Look, Kel, talking about a good sense of humour, I have a feeling your reaction to the polarising uh, fan thoughts about you has been very positive. You've handled it very, very well. Can you talk a little bit about that? Well, can I be really honest, guys? I had no clue you were, that this was a whole show of nerds. Seriously. I had no clue. Right? <laughs> There's a lot out there in the community, yeah. Well, clearly you're nerds, right? You know, I oh, had yeah. no clue. Um, I'm six foot four, a hundred kilo nerd. You are a nerd, seriously. You, you seriously are. So I had no clue. I was like this little, like you know, innocent child coming into Survivor, thinking it was like going to be hot blokes and who are watching it. Meanwhile, it's nerds. I was devastated when I found that out. <laughs> these are, these aren't your people, then. These are not obviously your your type of people you hang out with. <laughs> anyway, what was the question? I got off track with the nerds. Um, Just your, uh, yeah, the, the fans, what's your response the to the polarizing yeah, reaction? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, um, I uh, clearly am very comedic in my day-to-day life. Um, Guys, I I see life as just a platform for comedy. So life is my stage and, you know, people are my audience and I just got onto Survivor and I just went, wow, it's going to be a big audience here. I'm just going to do what i got to do and have fun. So... Life is, that's why I said on my opening line, like life is just about having fun and I, I, I do that every day. And for me, um, when I, when I copped a lot of the, uh, very polarizing comments, like get her off our screens, she's so annoying. I was like, <laughs> this is fantastic. This is, this is this like is amazing. Well, this is the goal because look, my dad always said to me, it's far better to be remembered to than not remembered at all. So for me, this is about being remembered by these people, even if they hate me. So, you know, it doesn't bother me. I'm a positive psychologist, guys, and I teach people every single day of my life to not worry what people think. And so I practice what I preach and I live that mantra and I get up every morning and I see the sky and I think, thank fuck I'm still alive to annoy her, to annoy thousands of fucking people. Here we come. Uh, that's that's great. I think we, like we've spoken on this podcast like many times about how we appreciate. I guess the, the the players are there to entertain, who are specifically there just to make good TV, and like we love that. And I think the the, the longest survivor's been on the the strategy to win is becoming less important, and there's like um the strategy of just trying to make bigger TVs is more valid nowadays. Were you were you ever trying to go on and win the game, or were you just there purely for the the TV entertainment? Look. You know, I, like I said, I need to feed my children, so I wouldn't have minded five hundred thousand dollars. Would help me a bit, you know. Um, so I'm not going to say that the the money wouldn't be nice, but I never live my life with money as the goal. I think that's where people lose perspective. I live my life, and in this case, I live my life for the game. I wanted to play a fun game because I love board games. My children will attest to that. Um, we play these kind of character board games that um, people have, have made and and I just love it. So for me it was all about playing the game and giving the audience something that they will remember and I think I've probably achieved that. I'm, I'm, I'm seared into their memory even though they probably don't want that to be the case. <laughs> My voice! Life's not having fun! Seared into their memory. 
Kel, you are seared into our memory, but in <laughs> such great ways. Seriously, if there is a returnee season coming up, we very much hope to have you on our TV screens again. I would be in heaven just knowing that we might get the chance to see Pocket Rocket Kel back on our screens because you were just so much fun and you did not care. It was it was absolutely amazing how much of a character you were. Now, I'd love to know how much of a character... Were you playing that up too much? Or Look, were you just yeah. being you and wholly you? Let me just say, let me just say that no one's personality is fixed. I know that as a psychologist who's been doing this job for a very long time. No one's personality is fixed. And I'm, I'm just able to adapt to any situation, any part of me that I decide I want to bring out. So, you know, I know emotions so well because all I've done is is listen to emotions for, you know, all my life besides my childhood. Um, so, you know, when you sit there and hear people's stories, you, you know how what, what emotions work. You know what makes people triggered. So in my day-to-day life, I'm actually very provocative. Like I like to trigger reactions in people. So if you ask me if this is me, of course this is me, but I know what triggers responses and I love to trigger responses in people. So I just went onto the island and I knew how to trigger responses, so I just made it exceptionally huge. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. And, um, and I can do that. And, and, like, even though, like, I'm not 24-7 like that, I have a job, you know, where people pay me good money to speak to me. Um, you know, I just, I'm just very adaptive. I can adapt to any situation. Uh, if you, if you want to think about me as a little bit of a chameleon, I can actually be a chameleon. Like, I can actually be really quiet too if I need to be, but there I just go, chose not to do that. <laughs> ah, yeah, okay. I don't okay. think so. I'm flying a little bit, but. <laughs> Kel, Kel, using your when background. When I'm asleep, boys. When I'm asleep, I can be quiet. Okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not I, bet, I bet some of the people actually, on the camp were keen for that. Actually, I lie. My ex-partner would say that every now and again that voice would still come out in my sleep, so the poor bastard. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when, when you came over to the, um, the, the, or the Rebels camp when you got switched over, and, yeah, they're all asleep, and you just come in screaming, hey, I'm here, Kelly's here, you know, Rebel camp. No, 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 I said surprise, boys, surprise. surprise. Actually, sorry, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they've, never, they've never really met you before. They've only seen you from across the mat. And it's exactly. just like, you are all my friends. I love you all. That's true. That's what it's like for me. I mean, but I was like this when I was a little girl. My mum told me when I was three, I just loved people. See, I grew up in a caravan. Um, we were like those sort of, sort of people. And, you know, my dad was a tradie. And, and so when I was a little girl, I used to having lots of people around me. And I loved it, you know. And when people would come to visit me, I'd be so excited. My mum said that I would hit them. Right? Because I'm such a physical touch person. So I would hit them and then they would go home instantly crying. And I was like this little rejected soul wondering why they wanted to leave me. So yeah, I've always been a touchy kind of love people type person. And, and I do get excited when I'm with new, new people because, um, like they've just got whole new stories to tell. So yeah. Yeah, that, that, no, that is fair. Uh, do you think, like, being a psychologist, like, we sort of see it on the show, you don't really tell anyone, but do you think, like, you like to get um, reactions out of people and stuff? Does that sort of, can you sort of get in someone else's mind of what they're thinking just being a psychologist? Like, is it something, a tool you can just switch on and off and, like, say, oh, yeah, yeah I'm reading this person, oh. I can use it to my advantage? Or did you use it to your advantage in any stage of the game? Um, well, that was a dumb question. <laughs> okay. I mean, as a psychologist, it's like, you know, it's like 
one of you guys is a builder. It's like looking at a house, walking in and going, God, that wall isn't straight. You know, like you can't, yeah. you can't take can't the psychologist out of me. Yeah, you can't take it out of me. I mean, I've been doing this job for such a long time that my analysis is just so rapid and so fast. Every detail I could see. And, you know, it's hard work. Like for anyone on that island, my brain would have been just like, the, the you know, my neurons would have been firing at a billion a second because... I was just analysing every second, everything. I could see every and, – and, you know, maybe not the strategic analysis of three votes here and three there and split on this sort of bullshit, which I've got no clue what they were talking about. Um, I My analysis is more like looking at liars, finding the lies, like, you know, I could see Ferris lying. I mean, they didn't show that in the edit, but, but you know, I'd be like, you're lying, Ferris, you're lying, <laughs> you know. Um, I could I, I could catch the liars. I could see the micro-level changes in dynamics. Um, yeah, so my psychology. That is like a superpower in a way. Yeah. Oh, psychology is. Like people, people are scared we can read minds and we say to them, look, we can't technically read your mind, but we can. We read minds through reading behaviour, and that's what it comes down to. We well, read behaviour. Kel, Kel, and re- in reading behaviour leads us on to our next question. Mm-hmm. Were there any players that you could read, obviously reading them quite well, that you could read that they were playing a character for the TV screens or that they were genuine people? Look, I definitely was, you know, I we all were, we were all playing a character, so to speak, because... You know, Ferris doesn't normally talk around talking about taking out all the people and, you know, Eden doesn't talk about, you know, um, knocking people off. And yeah. you know, So we were playing a character to some degree. I mean, you know, you have to. But I think for the most part I experienced a bunch of very genuine people who just, you know, were being themselves. And, um, you know, I mean, for the large part I was me too, but I just know what, what works, I suppose. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, I, I found that there was mostly a large, a lot, you know, most of the people were very genuine, and you know, I, I liked them. They were beautiful people. Yeah, nice. that's awesome. That's you're, awesome. Glad to hear. Yeah, um, you obviously come across as like a really extroverted person who has this like no BS attitude, right? Did you ever yeah. sort of use that as a, as like a strategic tool? Because I think when someone comes across the way you do with this like brutal honesty. You almost trust them with everything they say because they are so honest. Did, did you ever sort of Correct. play that up and say, now everyone trusts me because I'm so out there, you can sort of yes. get away with lying a little bit? Absolutely. That's exactly right. So because I tell everyone everything, people then do trust me and um, they do believe what I've got to say. And, you know, I'm just not a, I'm not a person also who does this kind of behind-the-back gossiping. I'm not a gossip behind your back. I'm just like straight up. If I'm... If I'm thinking or feeling something, I'll just tell you. I just like to be transparent like that. And, you know, I know this isn't a game of transparency, but by doing that, it made me a reduction in threat to these people mm. because I, I was never going to be a wallflower. Yeah. So it reduced my threat by me, my being over the top and that's, so on. That's great. Great strategy there, Kelly. I knew it was going to work. It did. Look how far I was going. I was making it to merge, not a problem. But oh. I couldn't let Ray Ray go. But anyway, we'll talk about that. Yeah, we we well, actually let's let's get into that right now. Like, what attracted you originally to Raymond? Because obviously, he does look like he's your best friend out there. And did when he's getting targeted, did you think of anything to sort of save him 
and then save yourself after that. Obviously, we see what we see on the TV screen, but I'd love to know your opinion on how that all went down. So, obviously, um, you first see Ray on the boats and Ray's dressed in a very colourful character with this blonde kind of crazy hair and I was like, he looks kind of cool. So I kept my eye on him. And I did a kept my, kept my eye on a few people, but he was one of them. And then when we got onto the island, Ray was just like this big kind of, I don't know, nerd like you guys, uh, <laughs> nerdy kind of obsessional guy that just loved old-fashioned stuff and loved old music. And I have no clue what he's talking about because I listen to all the modern music and he listens to, like, stuff from the 50s and the 60s. God help us. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I was like, okay. But I really, like, had this affinity to Ray because Ray's so quirky and he's obviously different and you can see why, you know, in his life people would probably not, you know, a lot of people wouldn't understand him. Whereas as a psychologist I understand people so well that I just sort of thought, me and Ray, we're it. Like I'm, I'm, I'm a different, I'm a psychologist, I'm different to start with, but I am a different person because I don't worry what people think so I can just say whatever I want. Um, and so I was just like, Ray's honestly, even though Ray, Ray's different than me, he actually is someone that just kind of says stuff. He says what's on his mind and I love that about him. And uh, so that's where it began. Yeah. And, um, yeah. He's certainly a it's unique a character, but obviously we see, we sort of see you like split out of the Kirby Alliance and you're sort of like this person in the middle of two alliances of four. Why didn't you go to Ray and sort of say, hey, Ray, can I jump on your side with Ferris and his gang? Like, was that, did you try that and it didn't work? Or Again, what happened of course there? I tried all this stuff. I actually think it's funny when people tell me what I should have done. <laughs> I find it <laughs> hilarious because the edit is like 10,000 hours or something. I don't know how long it is, but you've got to reduce that to like, you know, 40 episodes or whatever, you know, yeah. not even, like less, yeah. um, you know, 23 episodes or something. So, you know, edit, the edit is marvellous, like totally marvellous. Um, but, yeah, like I had to, I tried to mediate between Ray and Curbs because Ray and Curbs had just had this thing, um, of course, because he, he was on Ferris's Alliance and obviously we know Ferris and Ferris and Curbs have got this thing going on, so I tried to mediate in the water, and I, I I tried to to talk about going rebel strong, and that's what they wanted, and you know, and yeah, that was all happening, and you see snippets of that, um, but yeah, Curbs had her idea how to play the game, and and uh, Ray and Ferris had their idea, and I had mine, so <laughs> we had a clash of the rebels. Oh, actually, we were the Titans by then. We had a Clash of the Titans. Clash of the Titans. Clash, Clash of the Titans. Look, it was it was great TV, and you were a force. You were a force on that episode. You were the star <laughs> of the episode, obviously, and everything you did there was it was so much fun. We I could not have had that any other way. It was a real shame because I think we feel like so obviously us being nerds and all, we would see your sort of character as the awesome person to take to the end, and obviously yep. being able to control you and use you as a number, I don't think was ever going to happen. But Kirby seemed to do a pretty good job of that. Yeah. Uh, was was there any demise to the Kirby friendship or was that just the Ray thing? Look, Kirby, my God, when I saw Kirby, so like I said, there was a couple of people. She is the most beautiful Aboriginal woman. And, you know, my brother is an Indigenous man. We adopted him at 
you know, four weeks of age and Cairns has got a lot of Indigenous people. My ex-partner was an Aboriginal man. So, you know, um, I have an affinity with Aboriginal people to begin with. But when I saw this gorgeous, strong woman standing on the beach, just staring out into the water, I saw this strength in this woman and I was like, I want her on, on my side. So I... um we sat and we talked around the fire because Curbs and I kept that fire going in the rain those in the night time when the cuddle crew was sleeping and snoring mm-hmm. and cuddling. Me and Curbs sat up, you know, and Curbs was kind to me too. And, you know, she's just seriously the most beautiful woman in the world. And, you know, she heated rocks for me because I had a, an injury and no one knew. I didn't tell anyone but her. Um, so, you know, I got an injury on the island doing an, doing one of the activities and, um, the curb Peter rocks for me and the most beautiful relationship. So, you know, I, I am kind of sad that I, I probably let curves down to some degree in the end, but I just had this instinct to protect Ray because I knew that Kirby was going to be fine in her own right. I just didn't believe that Ray would um, because he was a target for, 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 for so often and he was a target very much that that day and the day before they were talking about it. So I knew I wanted to protect his game and I wanted to see him go and I wanted to see what Ray can produce, which is why I'm really excited because um, he is a beautiful man and he's quiet and he's, you know, a nerd and he's often didn't have a voice and he wasn't often seen. So I did that because I wanted to see what his game would do. And, yes, I took the sword and I, you know, I, I say to people, if I would have had an idol, I would have played that for Ray. So I played myself as the idol. That's so awesome. That's 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 cute as shit. It's very cool. <laughs> that is yeah. so cool. Yeah. 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 Strategy, just, Kel. I'm just, loving this. Just while yeah. we're on that boat then, like, obviously we see you just say to Kirby, no, I'm not voting for Ray. Was there ever, did you, yeah. I'm sure you did try, but did you try and push it another way, like onto Eileen or someone else from that, that side of the Absolutely. alliance? Absolutely. Absolutely. I even drew pictures in the sand. You know, you saw me with my foot drawing circles. Well, I ended up drawing dynamics in the sand. And you hear me say on the, on the, on the, um, episode, but they're your alliance curve. They're not mine. I wouldn't have chosen them because I would have chosen, obviously, for, for, for Ray and, and, and Ferris and Scotty and, 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 um, curves to come across. But, you know, there was a power struggle with, with, um, Curbs and Ferris, which is fine. Um, and, you know, I, I probably hoped as a psychologist, you know, that somewhere in there that we could, um, mediate and, and, um, come together on the same page. And the irony is they did come together for the vote of me, which was just a bit too late. <laughs> no, a bit I, shitty, if you ask me. I, no, the psychology, you were not only the idol, you were the mediator in this whole yeah. thing you may have you may have brought the rebels together like who knows what happens in the future this is this is great absolutely like it possibly is the case like i may have in fact um done that through through my um my, my behavior so i'm excited to see as much as you i don't know what's going on so um you know let's see if let's see what happens with with the uh, the the clashing of the egos or i don't even know if it's an ego i just think it's uh very strong people, which which is great, which is great. Look, we've talked about two of your favourite people. We've talked about Kirby. We've talked about Raymond. How about your other favourite person, Alex? Let's uh, let's dig dig into him. You don't don't like nerds, and Alex, I wouldn't say is a nerd. He seems like a pretty buff sort of sporty guy. Like, what sort of people do you like, Kelly? (laughs) 
non-arrogant people, to be honest. <laughs> I like down-to-earth people who aren't arrogant. That's my favourite person. Um, I definitely like buff guys, but, you know, Alex was Tajay in my mind. Um, I say this on one of my pods that uh, Alex was Tajay, um, um, Nathan was Gucci, and uh, Ferris is Pierre Cardin, so... You know, yeah, very nice. <laughs> I'm Sorry. goofy. I'm not, I'm not Pierre Cardin. That's too high up for me, and uh, I'm not Target either. I'm somewhere in between. So look, Alex is. Uh, you know, I really like Alex as a as a as a person in that he's very driven. You know, um, I like his drive as a person because I'm very driven. But you know, Alex, you know, very haughty, and you know, like thought he knew what he's doing, and. You know, Alex was coming like a bullet a gate. My, my my dad would have said Alex was coming like a bullet a gate. A bit like a person who is a manager of, a, of an organisation and walks in on their day one and starts restructuring, you know. It's not, it's not going to work, you know. You've got to, like, kind of go in slowly. Well, that's not Alex. He was doing his own restructure with the cuddle crew and, you know, and that's why everyone got offside with Alex, of course, And because, um, you know, he was not interested in anything else but himself and those other three. So, you know. You played the exact opposite. Oh, you were thinking played. about everyone but yourself. It was. Great. I did. I played the opposite. Yeah. And I did have beautiful stories and I talked for hours and I remembered people's names of their family members and I remembered partners' names and I remembered the family structures and, you know, I, I remembered hearing stories from Kirby and, and, and Ray and I'm, obviously I'm not going to talk about any of that. Um, but, you know, they're beautiful stories and I'll hold them in my heart forever and that's that's the big part of the game that people don't actually see because, you know, you can't show everything. Um and the game is a game, but, but that's, that's the most integral part of this game is that you are forming beautiful friendships with people that, you know, I really believe some of these friendships will last a lifetime for me now. No, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. I will say, I thought you brought the best out in Alex. I think a, a lot of the moments we get on our TV screen of the good stuff of Alex is talking about you or, you know, re, re, uh, reacting to what you're doing. So you've made him a well, lot more fun. was annoying the whole time. He didn't know another word. <laughs> no, but, but that's made it fun for us to watch. So I appreciate that for sure. Did you ever oh, try yeah, and? Yeah. And Alex and me have a great banter. I don't know if you've seen post um, post production, but online, you know, we have a great banter. Like we try and play with each other and that. And, and he is someone that probably in my day to day life, um, I'd have to pull him in line a lot. But but we would probably have a great sort of crazy banter that we'd probably want to kill each other. But you know, that's why I keep saying, and people people have suggested. You guys got an amazing race together. What incredible TV <laughs> that would be. That would be so fantastic. I'm still working on that with Alex. <laughs> that would be great. Uh, did you ever, like, did, did you try and use Alex as, like, a, a working relationship? Like, everyone knew that you didn't like each other, but could you use that to your advantage and, and just still have a secret alliance type thing? Especially after oh, yeah, you saved yeah. him at the Tobias vote. Yeah, look, we had a little quiet sort of knowledge that I said to him, Alex, you know, come on, we've got we to gotta do this. And he's like, yeah, okay, Kel, you know, like, we knew, like, he is smart in that way. Like, he, he knows what I was doing and what he, like, in terms of that and what he was trying to do. Like, you know, I don't know if Alex Alex wanted to win the $500,000. I think he did. But, you know, I just think Alex was there to have a bit of fun too, to be honest. Um, and, yeah, definitely we had our little talks on the side. Um, but for the most part in those in those early episodes, that was pretty much what Alex was doing. He was telling me I was annoying the whole time and trying to, because he was trying to take the heat off himself. So it's, it's actually quite a good technique. He tried to make me, make me look weak in every single challenge and he tried to make um, make me look annoying all the time. And that was good because it was trying to take the heat off him because he was the hottest person there in terms of the game and eviction rather than um, what he looks like. 
That's pretty funny, right? That was very funny. Yeah. <laughs> Don't tell Alex I said that. Hey, you'll hear it. He'll listen to this, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, well, just quickly, one last strategic question, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you find so unplayable about Tobias? Because obviously we do see so much heat with you and Alex, but that heat could have genuinely worked out a different way and you guys could have had a secret alliance or something. Was Tobias just seriously that unplayable that he had to go? Look, Tobias is an incredible human being. If you look at his Instagram, he's such a risk taker. Like I just look at his Instagram and just love everything he does. So I knew this man's a machine, right? I didn't even know his Instagram, but I'm saying I knew at the time on the island, this man's a machine. And I just thought this man is so strong-willed. I saw this strength in him, which I didn't see in Alex in that same way, even though Alex is strong. I saw a different strength. You know, Tobias is older, you know, he's, he's got more maturity behind him. He's, he's there able to be a bit more calculating in that way, which is a good thing. Um, and he was part of the strong alliance with, um, Sarah. So if you think about dynamics, you ha- once Peter's gone, you have a triangle. And this is what I've been explaining, that the top of the triangle was Tobias. The top wasn't Alex. The top wasn't Sarah. In in dynamics, Alex, uh, Alex was at the bottom. Sarah was at the bottom of the triangle. They didn't have much of a connection. The linkage was the top, which was Tobias. He had a great relationship with Alex and a great relationship with Sarah. So once I took out Alex, kaboom, it's all gone. That's it. All gone. That's so and, good. And that's why I didn't want to – and for you nerdy people, you know, who are great <laughs> super fans, which is why this show exists, um, I don't think you guys understood it at first. You're like, what the hell? And then I think you finally understood that what I did was removing that, triang- that, that, that triangle that was left completely, completely removed it. And um, it opened up Sarah's game a little bit, which I wanted to, and in a way it opened up Alex's game. So – you know, it opened up the games differently because, and you and you don't want a power couple as well. You never want two people who just vote in the same all the time, which would have been Tobias and Sarah. So yeah. No, I thought that was but, a, yeah, a so, great move at the time. I celebrated it on the podcast as why would anyone in the majority not have an opinion? Why are we letting Sarah decide who goes home? So the fact yeah. that you changed the vote, I thought was great. I thought it was a smart move. I and heard you say ma- that. No, it didn't. Yeah, it yeah, didn't I matter um, why you did it. The fact is, you chose who went home. Whatever suited you. We didn't need to know why. It was your decision and, and you made it, which I thought was great. Yeah, and also like what you said, like, uh, look, I said all the time, I don't like boring things. So, you know, I thought it was so boring. We were like, was this our second vote, I think? Our second tribal and we were going to have a yeah. split? I mean, I don't know much about the game, but to me that was just boring. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, I just don't want boring. Like, and I did try and say that because I told Sarah Fairy Tales, which is where my Snow White merch comes from, um, and the ju- big juicy apple. And clearly, the apple was the wicked witch handing Tobias, Sarah, the, the um, temptation, and Tobias was the temptation um, in this metaphor um, or fairy tale metaphor. So, you know, I um, I did try and tell people. I did try and warn Sarah um, what I was probably going to do, and. Um, yeah, so, yeah, no boring for me, guys. Definitely not doing boring. Not. Definitely <laughs> not. Just with the, um, in the last episode where you actually go home, we see there's the choice to take the, the Immunity Idol clue or go to the feast. Um, obviously, you knew you were on the bottom, and then you said you might play an idol for Ray if you get one. Was there ever a thought to go look for the, look for the idol? Um, so you saw who I was up against, right? Yeah, oh, well, that's yeah. true, yeah. Alex, that's yeah. true. 
And I knew, I knew that there was those three, because I knew, because I was actually reading the game, strangely, I was. Uh, <laughs> um, I knew that Alex, Ferris and Eileen were our targets. So, and I knew we had this strong majority, like at that point, because I was basically, unfortunately, I was the split vote, you know. At the end of the day, I was the one that was going to change the vote. Four and four plus me. And so i that's why they ran for the idol, was I wasn't a risk at that point. I knew I wasn't a risk, so that's why I didn't try and go for the idol. I probably could have went, did it for Ray, but I wanted to eat. I was hungry, guys. So, you know, it was my son's birthday, and I was like, let's party. Whoop, whoop. My son's 18. Bob's one. Let's rock this shit. No, that's fair. I thought what you did and, you know, trying to link back up with Kitty and Carolyn and stuff. Oh, yeah, 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 totally. I thought, you know, going to merge was probably a smart idea. And I do think if you made the merge, you were probably a long way in this game. You would have gone right down to the end, I reckon. So Yeah, because I knew at that point, like I had, I knew at that point, you know, I, I say on my song that I've made my bed. You know, that's why I said when she goes to tribal, she's made her bed. Um, I knew. So that's why I just thought I'll go all out now at this point. Um, but if I, if I, wasn't going to go home. I would have completely helped create, continue that relationship with um, Caroline and um, Kitty, and I know that I could have moved Kirby into that as well and Scotty and potentially even Ray. So um, I think it would have been a bit of a powerhouse after merge. Um, but, yeah, well, well, it didn't happen, so it didn't, yeah, ha- didn't happen. Be, yeah. We didn't get to see the mountains move because it sounds like they're, they're as big as they get. Would you, if they, if they asked you to return to Survivor, would you, would you, would you come back? And if you did, would you play differently? Would you try maybe try and win the game, or would you do sort of a similar thing in terms of entertainment? Look, if I come back to Survivor, I would definitely want to come back. I would, I'd love to go back on that island with a heartbeat. It was the best experience of my life in so many ways. And I say to people, Survivor changed me, and I'm not lying. Survivor changed me. It is you cannot understand what it's like to live on an island with all those people and live with nothing. It is truly. It's, it is a life-changing experience. And, you know, at the end, um, DF says, welcome to the Survivor family. And I didn't know what he meant by that until I got off the island and realised what he was talking about. And I realised it, it really is a family. And, you know, Su- Survivor is definitely a game that I would play again. I'd play it in any country. I don't care. I like travelling. Uh, I'd obviously want to play it again on Australia. And I think, yes, probably potentially I um, I don't think I would become a nerd like you guys because I think that would ruin my gameplay. <laughs> you never know. You might, I, might improve your strategic game, perhaps. I look, I, I don't know. Like, um, you know, Johnny said to me yesterday, don't watch it, Kel. Just be you, you know, like just get out there. And I think that's what makes me so different is that I hadn't really watched Survivor, you know. I'd watched a little bit of George in the end. but And I think because of that, I mean, look, I was going past Merge Guy. I mean, I was going to Merge Guy. So, like, I obviously did enough in order to get – to, to get to that place, you know, yeah. um, without knowing anything about the game. So, you know, I think I say to people, just go out there and do you and do whatever you want. Just get to the end however you want to get there. I mean, obviously I did what I did and I didn't didn't get any further than what I, the 10th tenth, the tenth person, pre-merge, uh, vote off. But, you know, I could have and um, who knows what would have happened for me after that. So, yeah, I would play a similar game that I'd still be my fun character, my interesting character. I would obviously, everyone would know I was a psychologist by then, so I would probably, you know, obviously part of the psychology would come in, so it would be a very different game um, in, in that light as well. So I'd still, I'd do a combination. I'd do a combo Kel, if you want to look at it like that. 
<laughs> Combo kill, love that. I will just say, you yeah. exceeded my expectations. I had you down as first boot, which I'm sorry to say, but you did much better than I thought. Um, congratulations on the game you played. It was it was very fun to watch. Yes, I know. Thank you, boys. You're heaps of fun, and I and you know I agree. It's to... not as good as Johnny Fairplay. Oh, look, you know Johnny Fairplay. Me and him are like two stand-up comedians in a room, right? Um, when you listen to that, and, and gorgeous Dan, you know, with the biceps. Um, so, look, I I like podcasters like you. You're small. You're emerging. You're trying. And as you can see, I fight for the underdogs. Um, so that's what I say in my in my rebel and me. So, you know, when I see small people like you who are who are getting out there for the super fans and everything, I so want to support you. And that's why I agreed to come on today because I like I like to even your super fans to see a different side of um a game that doesn't have to be always, you know, move here, do this, do that, do this here. You know, life's not full of that high level control. You know, life's full of uncertainty so I decided that I was going to come into the game and I was going to be uncertain and I think if I played again I would still create uncertainty because that's what life is life is uncertain that's that's sick that is no so cool it no has been an absolute pleasure Kelly this has been that's so cool. much fun and it's been great to hear that there was there was genuine strategy behind a lot of what you did oh, yeah, and yeah, it was so much fun um, I think a lot of people are going to be shocked after listening to this and yeah. I think you're going to get a lot more love, a lot more love from the community. And the haters are going to hate, but fuck them. Fuck, yeah, I don't mind. I mean, look, it's just it's a representation of life, right? I mean, I don't even think they hate me, guys. What it is is I trigger a fear in them because hate is not – the real emotion is fear, right? So I just trigger fear in people. And whether the fear is that, wow, I could never be like that, how embarrassing, how can she do this? Oh, I feel embarrassed for her. Oh, she reminds me of someone in my childhood. Whatever. I'm just a happy, vibrant extrovert who triggers something in people. And that's why they're afraid. And that's why they do the hate comments online. And you know what? I'm totally okay with that because life is full of many different people. And again, the world would be boring if we were all the same, wouldn't it? No, that's that's, it. I think... um, I think people get bogged down too much on the strategic game of Survivor. And I think on this podcast especially, we're pretty big on the entertainment side of it. And, and um, right, yeah. like we, that's why I think that's why we appreciate you more than maybe others out there in the community. So Yeah, well, if you, you have a look at the game. Yeah, if you look at the game, I mean, I'm sorry, but, like, if everyone was playing exactly the same, like, super fans on that game, I would just be like, oh, yeah, okay, what's next? Oh, yeah, they're going to do this next. Oh, I'll do this. I don't know. I'm just – that's why I love Curbs because she, she's not a super fan. Like, she's like, you know, <laughs> just doing her life. And I don't even know – I think she's probably watched a little bit, but probably not much at all. So, I mean, that's what makes the game so interesting, right? Exactly. That's why we love it because uh, there's so many different people with different different <laughs> knowledge of the game and they come together and play the game and, and it's sort of – anything can happen, you know, which is good. Yeah, and that's right. Anything can happen, and that's what it's all about. And I think that's why if I did come back on, I would definitely not be a super fan nerd like you guys. <laughs> I'm a super fan, and I love the show, but I wouldn't be analysing statistics like Bloomin' Shannon. She blows my mind. Did you hear her and Simon's podcast? Oh, my gosh. I seriously needed a maths degree at the end of that. I was just... I was just, oh, it was, it was totally insane. I was like, oh, God, I think I failed maths at school. I'm pretty sure. So <laughs> I have now anyway. Uh, look, Kelly, this has been so fun. This has been amazing. I, I don't get called a nerd in my regular life very often, <laughs> but thank you. Thank you for 
telling me all of that. Bit nerd. <laughs> but undeniably um, a nerd. <laughs> undeniably a nerd. Definitely a survivor nerd. But um, yeah. Kelly, can you uh, hit us with some plugs? Like, what do you got going on? I know you got a lot going on. We've already talked about your merch. Hit us up. Okay, so if you want to find me on Pocket Rocket Kel 1L, and it comes up as underneath Rebel Kel um, on Instagram, on Facebook, look for the little hurricane is what I say, um, under Rebel Kel 1L again on Facebook. I also have a um, kind of a different page, and it's called Livin' Life Kel, L-I-V-I-N, Life Kel. And it's a bit more kind of psychology and a bit more, you know, stuff to do with, my um, TikToks and my TikToks are kel.psychologysecrets and that's when you see the other side of me who loves psychology so much and wants to share that with the world, which is what I want to do. Um, and I've got lots of merch um, available on, um, you know, Pocket Rocket Kel and um, Rebel Kel and I've got this great song that I've produced. Uh, not produced, <laughs> but, you know, Ray helped me. Ray helped me yeah. um, and my son helped me, so it was a collaboration. Um, but not produced. I mean, Billy Idol's song, but like a parody of that and um, – I just really want that to go really viral. Like, I just really do because it's just, it's such a beautiful story about Survivor for me and it's also, like, the most best song in the world. So, you know, it suited me. So, yeah, I've got that going on. Obviously, I want to do something else on TV and maybe play another game and I don't know. I wouldn't mind going to America and playing the Traders or something. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just opening my life up and seeing how it unfolds and that's how I do live my life, guys. I just... You know, open open myself up to any opportunity and whatever comes my way, I then go, whoop, there it was. So, yeah. Can you please get into your solo podcast a little bit? Yeah, so my solo podcast is called The Rebel in Me and it's actually, it's just 10 minutes and it just talks about how I became a rebel because my story of being a rebel is, um, you can probably understand it now when you've, and I, and I needed to release it after the game um, or after the, the Ray vote because you'll see why I saved Ray. Um, it started a long time ago when I was a little girl um, and, you know, I grew up in a, in a place in Sydney called Blacktown early on and Blacktown's a pretty notorious suburb in, in Sydney and um my lunch was stolen every day and my mum was such a beautiful person that she made two lunches from then on, one for the children that were starving and one for me. And at that moment I realised there was a lot of underprivileged people in the world and that in fact that I was eating a lunch every day meant that I was quite privileged. And that's how my um, Rebel in Me starts, by telling you that story. So, yeah, I'm a, I'm a pretty good storyteller. I will tell a few more stories um, and do some more pods. Um, my clients want me to. My clients have been begging me to. So, uh, yeah, I will do that. But, yeah, that's how the Rebel in, Key in, in Me starts and it's quite a nice little story. So, yeah, I'm going to put that out soon. That's no, a beautiful story for sure. Well, anyway, uh, Kelly, this has been awesome. And as Kelly said, come hit us up. We're, we're nerds, but we're, I guess, not as mathematically smart as other podcasts. Um, hit us up at Survivor Buffs, Blindsides and Banter on Facebook. Get us on Survivor underscore 3BS on Instagram. Survivor 3BS on Twitter or X, wherever you go. And, of course, on TikTok at Buffs, Blindsides and Banter. I've been Buckles. She's been Kelly. You've been awesome and you've been psychologied. This has been great. Thanks, Kelly. And one more. Hang on before we go. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> so, <laughs> I've been Mac <laughs> as well, Buckles. Don't forget about me. I'm also here. But that's no, you're, you're, you're forgotten when friend, Kelly's Kelly. on this podcast. <laughs> no, you're taking over. <laughs> Kelly's taking my spot. Right. <laughs> Thank you so right, much. Thanks, you guys Kelly. are so great. I'm so okay. glad you're here. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks, boys. Bye. 
So hang on, let me do, let me, I've got to identify voices and names. So we've got Buckles is the one who doesn't say much at the moment. Well, he's the deep voice. He's more of the host, generally. He's still asleep. He's asleep. I'm not asleep. He's I'm, not asleep. I'm, I'm, I'm keen uh, to get I hear, in. I'm keen to I get hear in that voice. This. He's got a <laughs> beer in he, hand. It's just sliding him down okay. a little bit. <laughs> he's waking and, and who are you again? Mac. Mac. M-A-C. Okay, Mac. M-A-C and Buckles. Okay, Buckles. Buckles is the one who's sleepy, sounds <laughs> yeah, like dopey. Yep. Wake up, Buckles. Write, write yeah. that down. Write that down so I remember. Sleepy, dopey guy. Yep, sleepy, that's dopey. Excellent. Love that. That's Don't good. worry, as, as soon as this gets started, I won't be sleepy and dopey. I'll be full on <laughs> into this and getting – I'm already excited. I'm jumping up and down in my seat. Oh, this is yeah, going to be amazing. Can I just say, can I just say, after 30 seconds of knowing you, Buckles, Kelly has just ac- accurately described you, sleepy and dopey. I love that. <laughs> sleepy and dopey, yeah. Uh. Is this Survivor? What? Bro, are you listening to Survivor? Guys, I think this is Survivor. Dude. You must really like Survivor. <laughs>